think about, just get curious about, is how you can maybe set boundaries with the information that you're getting from LinkedIn, right? Because while this information, again, can be helpful and beneficial and help you to move forward in your career, a lot of these things can reinforce a lot of your limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that you might be having and actually do more harm than good. You're listening to the Rich and Hired Podcast with Chelsea Stokes. Chelsea is a former recruiter for one of the top media companies in the world who transitioned her dream job after years of corporate burnout. Today, she's a career coach who has helped hundreds of women all over the world upgrade their careers, lifestyle, mindsets, and bank accounts. Listen in each week as she dives into the unconventional topics that can help you get to the next level of your career and life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you love the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Rich and Hired podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about something maybe slightly controversial. I don't really know. But I'm going to be talking today about three reasons why I really hate LinkedIn. And as a career coach, I know that LinkedIn is such a huge tool. And I am also going to share three reasons why I love LinkedIn. But I am going to mostly be focusing on the things that I don't like. But this is going to be helpful for you because I think LinkedIn can be a great tool, but it can also be a big detriment to your job search if you're not thinking about it in the right ways. So the three things that I really don't like on LinkedIn, maybe hate is too strong of a word, but I really do not like these things. They're going to be things that if you can cultivate awareness for them, you can actually start using LinkedIn as a stronger tool in your job search. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that diversifying your job search strategy, taking different actions, thinking about your job search in different ways rather than just applying and resumes and cover letters and all that stuff is really, really going to help you to elevate your job search and get better jobs. So I want to break down for day today some of the things that you may or may not know about LinkedIn to keep in mind and to start to think about your job search and using LinkedIn a little differently. So this is definitely going to be a more traditional episode. I feel like we usually talk a little bit more about manifestation and mindset and some of that spiritual stuff, but this is going to be just kind of like straight up LinkedIn juice <laughs> and talking about kind of, like I said, the things that I would really like you to know about it. So let's dive in and... The first thing I'll say is that if you are listening to this and you do not have a LinkedIn and you are job searching, I highly, highly, highly would recommend having a LinkedIn. I will say that most of the people that I ha- I talk to and connect with do have one, but a lot of people who maybe you know were in careers for a long time at one company or maybe are making career transitions or, or even just starting out in their careers don't have a LinkedIn. And so I don't want this episode to make you think that I don't recommend LinkedIn. I am going to just share a couple of things I do like about LinkedIn to balance it out. But if you don't have a LinkedIn, I definitely recommend having one. And I'm sure a lot of you do out there. But if you don't, highly recommend just going ahead and making one and getting started and getting used to the tool because it can be very valuable. But if you've been on LinkedIn, the first thing I really do not like about LinkedIn is the how many people applied underneath job postings. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you know what I'm talking about, you're probably groaning right now <laughs> or rolling your eyes. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you apply to a job on LinkedIn or when you're looking at a job on LinkedIn, a job description, at the top, usually underneath the job posting title and where it's located, it will say how many people have applied for the job. 
And recently I've been seeing numbers in like the high hundreds, if not thousands. So sometimes you look and it says something like 1,327 people applied to this job. And what I find is that this feature that LinkedIn has put on there is not helpful to candidates at all. (laughs) Because every time I talk to a client about this, they're like, oh, well, a thousand people applied to this job. How am I going to get through? Which to them, I say, well, you're taking strategies and using strategies that only like 1% of job seekers use. So that's what we say to clients and talk to them about that. But for anybody, I just feel like this feature is misleading, number one. And number two is really a difficult piece for your mindset to hang on to because it it many times reaffirms negative limiting beliefs that you already have. So let me break those two things down a little further, right? So you see that there's just many, many people that applied. I've done some heavy research on this and LinkedIn has not confirmed this to my knowledge, but from the research that I have done, I believe that at the time this is being recorded, the number of people that have applied on LinkedIn is actually not the number of people who have applied. It is the number of people that clicked on the button to apply. So it doesn't actually track how many people successfully submitted their application. There's just a button at the top that says apply and then it takes you to the application. It's just that how many people click that button. So not everybody will finish their application And if they're not finishing their application, then they're not actually going to be a candidate. So many times people look at an application, you know, it requires a resume, obviously, or, you know, maybe some additional questions and people are like, no, I actually don't like that job. I'm not going to apply to it. Right. So that's the first thing that's super misleading about that is that it's not actually the amount of people who have applied. The second thing is, is that I can tell you with certainty as a recruiter that let's just say a thousand people applied to a job. There's absolutely no way that every single one of those thousand people are qualified and many times very few of them are qualified. So I did some research on this before this episode because I was curious if there were any statistics around it and I couldn't find, I'll share what I found in the show notes, but I didn't find any solid statistics from like super reputable sources. It was a lot of like anecdotal evidence and surveys from recruiters. But roughly speaking, a lot of recruiters said that 40 to 60% of those applicants were not qualified. As a recruiter, just speaking from my own experience, it definitely depended on the job, but I would say that that's pretty accurate. 40 to 60% of applicants were not qualified. And even if they were qualified, maybe they were qualified, but they didn't show that in their resume, right? So there could have been people that were qualified for those jobs, but they weren't able to display that in a way that I could understand as a recruiter or any recruiter could understand. So we passed on their resume. So if a thousand people applied and 40 to 60% of them were unqualified, that knocks out 400 to 600 people, right? Which is a huge chunk of people. And I've even had jobs where 70 to 90% of people weren't qualified. I even had jobs where I like could not find a candidate that I thought the hiring manager was going to be happy with. So that number definitely can vary. And so I think that it's just very important to remember that, that not everyone who applied to that job is going to be qualified. There's people right now who are just mass applying and sending their resume out everywhere. And when that happens, you just get a load of candidates that just aren't a fit. So 
I really find that this feature is more doing more damage I feel like than it is doing good I wish petition for LinkedIn to take this off because I would prefer for it not to be there because it's not I don't think it's doing any anybody any good but what I think is more helpful and what you can do instead what I recommend recommend to my clients is rather than looking at how many people applied look at how long the job was open for so if a job has been open a week or less, that's a really good sweet spot. I think the sooner that you can apply, the better. But a week or less is a good sweet spot. If it's been open a week to two weeks, you can still apply, but it's more likely that they've already started interviewing candidates at that point. So you definitely can still apply. But I would say that, again, a week or less is that sweet spot. And then if it's been open more than two weeks, while you can apply, it's just very likely that they have already started interviews with candidates. So you may want to what I call proactively network instead. So try to get in touch with decision makers there at that company for that role and try to connect with them proactively. And you could also get information on the interview process if they're still interviewing candidates. I've had that happen for clients before. That's a more useful tool, I think, than looking at how many people applied. So that is the first thing I really don't like about LinkedIn. The second thing I don't love about LinkedIn is the LinkedIn Easy Apply feature. This feature is (laughs) like the bane of my existence. I really just hate it because there's so many issues with it. So number one is that I will say, if you forget everything else from this podcast episode, please remember this. Instead of applying through Easy Apply, apply through a company's website. This is because with LinkedIn Easy Apply, what it does is it basically creates a applicant tracking system within LinkedIn. So when you apply through Easy Apply, if you don't know, when you click that button, it basically parses the information from your LinkedIn into an application and has you apply for that job. So that's really easy and great. You know, it's it's an easy tool. If your LinkedIn is optimized, it can be a great tool. But a company, if they have their own company website, careers website, they're going to be can- get, getting candidates through their company careers website and easy apply. So they basically have, the recruiter has two places that they need to check for applicants. And when this happens, I can tell you as a recruiter that I am much more likely to check my company's careers website than I am to check LinkedIn Easy Apply. So the first thing is, is that I it lowers your chances of being seen by a recruiter. And the second thing is, is that the format of this, I've used this for hiring before. When people apply through Easy Apply, so many things get messed up with formatting of like your name and your picture and your companies. Like I've seen just, it's just not an intuitive tool at the time this is being recorded in my opinion. And so I just really do not like it. I also noticed that when I've used it for hiring, you have to toggle off a button to make sure that people do not apply through Easy Apply. So there's a way to turn off Easy Apply and just to direct people to apply somewhere else like your company website, but you have to hit this button. And I have posted jobs before where I didn't hit that button. And then again, I had these like two piles of applicants. So that's a huge pain. (laughs) And I think it just, again, for for human people ask me like, why would they have it on there? Why would recruiters have it on there if they don't want to hire people with it? Well, sometimes they might forget. So if they have forgotten and they, there is easy apply, but you can apply to the careers website. I always say go to the careers website. Now, the one last thing I'll say about this is that if you cannot find the job on the company's careers page, 
you can apply through Easy Apply. It is possible that some companies are using that as their main source of getting applicants in their applicant tracking system. But if not, go to the company website. So the second thing I really don't like about LinkedIn is this Easy Apply feature. I think it's really confusing, but I'm now giving you all some information to be able to use it differently and hopefully it'll help you. The final thing I don't love about LinkedIn is that I feel it is a very fear-driven social media tool. Now, maybe this is a little bit controversial, but I'm going to share it because I found it to be very helpful with the people and clients I've shared this with. I think that we forget that LinkedIn is a social media tool, just like Instagram, just like TikTok, just like any social media tool out there. LinkedIn is a social media tool. And what LinkedIn is doing, just like many social media tools, is it trying to keep its users on that platform as long as possible. Because if it does, it can get more money from advertisers, whether that's companies that are advertising on there, or I've seen MBAs advertising on there. The more they have statistics around, hey, our average user stays on LinkedIn for one hour or whatever it is, the more they can sell to advertisers and the more money they can get. So they're trying to keep you on that platform. And of course, they can do it in ways like applying to jobs and things like that, which is great. But one thing that I've noticed with LinkedIn is that they now have the news feed, right? They have, you have the feed when you first log, log on to LinkedIn where you can see things from people in your network or, you know, things that people have reshared, whatever. And in the corner, there's like all the top news stories. And something I've noticed, I'm recording this at in, what is this, September of 2023. I've noticed in this year particular, there's just been so many fear-based news stories on LinkedIn. So we heard a lot about layoffs, tech layoffs, recession news, how the job market was going to crash, all these things. And I'm not saying that layoffs didn't happen. They did. But the layoffs were vastly, vastly overreported on. The tech layoffs that happened were such a small percentage of the job market. I don't have the statistic in front of me right now, but it was like, I think it was like 3% of the entire job market. Like it was a very, very, very small number. It might even be smaller than that. But basically like throughout all the reporting on tech layoffs this past year, there were the unemployment rate rate remained at 3.5% on average this past year. So there were more jobs than ever. So I had people who were coming to me like, oh, I'm not going to apply to jobs because everyone's getting let go. I'm like, what do you mean everyone? Like there are some layoffs in tech. And also it wasn't in all of tech. It was mainly in big tech, like Microsoft, Facebook, Google. They definitely did have layoffs, but again, it was a small percentage of the market and it was mostly at these bigger companies that had, basically the reason this happened is they had made big investments in certain areas of the business for their investors to try and show them like, hey, we're going to try to grow in these areas. They didn't end up growing in those areas, so they had to cut people. So big tech and technology, if anyone wants to work in tech, just a little tangent, you know, that's just a very volatile industry because they're constantly making these big like investments and changes and trying to, you know, keep up and be the biggest name. And in doing that, they have, there's layoffs that happen all the time in tech. I've been in the recruiting space and career coaching space for like coming up almost on eight, nine years. So with, with, all the time I've spent in the recruiting space, I've seen so many layoffs and many of them have been in tech. So this is going to continue to happen. I'm sure that this will happen again and LinkedIn won't report on it. But again, I didn't think that the reporting that was done was really accurate in terms of what was happening in the job market and it was driving fear. 
another thing that I mentioned is there was so much recession news and how the job market was going to crash. Well, we're at the end of 2023 and everyone said that the job market was going to crash and there was going to be a high unemployment rate. None of that stuff happened, right? And all these people were saying that this was definitely going to happen. I never trust anybody who says something is definitely going to happen because nobody really knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So I think that it's just, I always encourage my clients and what I'm going to encourage and invite you to do and just think about just get curious about is how you can maybe set boundaries with the information that you're getting from LinkedIn right because while this information again can be helpful and beneficial and help you to move forward in your career a lot of these things can reinforce a lot of your limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that you might be having and actually do more harm than good so just like with any social media tool limiting your time on it maybe you know, only following certain people that you feel are going to elevate you, maybe not clicking on every single article, being thoughtful about the content you're consuming. I really encourage you to do that on LinkedIn, again, as I would with any social media tool, because I just don't want that to be a source of further mindset blocks and for you to feel just even deeper in some of the negative patterns that you might be having. So those are the three things I don't love about LinkedIn. But To balance it out, I am going to share three things that I do like about LinkedIn. But just to recap, the three things I don't love about LinkedIn are the how many people applied feature, which isn't accurate. Second is the LinkedIn easy apply feature because it's much more effective to apply to the company website. And number three is the fear driven news that I feel like are really not providing the best and most accurate information about the job market. But to balance it out and to end on a really happy good note, I want to share three things I do love about LinkedIn. And there are more than three things I do love about LinkedIn and how it can be such a great tool. But these are the top three things if I had to choose that would be helpful. The first thing is, is that your LinkedIn can be such a great passive resource for your job search because you can get found by recruiters. So if you have the right keywords in your LinkedIn headline, in your bio, in your experience section, you're branded for one direction and you have the keywords that recruiters will be using to find you, you can get found. I've had this happen with clients time and time again. So just to give you a quick insight into this. LinkedIn has a feature for recruiters called LinkedIn Recruiter. And it's different than your version of LinkedIn. It's much more nuanced in terms of searching and how you can find things and people. So recruiters can go on there and say, I want a project manager who has experience with Asana and, you know, lives in this area. They can put all these different things. And then what will come up is candidates who have those features, but you have to have the things that the recruiter is searching for in order to get found. Well, me and my team, what we do in my coaching program, CCB, is we reverse engineer and say, okay, well, you want these jobs. These, we have these job descriptions. We know these are the keywords that recruiters are putting in these job descriptions. And then we work backwards and put them in their LinkedIn. It's a little bit more nuanced in that, but that's basically what we do. And then many times our clients get contacted by recruiters. So it's a really great way for you to kind of just have this LinkedIn that's built out and it's you're passively getting reached out to by recruiters. And that's a really great resource for your job search because again, you can just have people coming to you and finding you. The second thing is that LinkedIn, I think, is one of the best places to find great jobs. I've had clients who have gotten amazing opportunities off LinkedIn, working at Chani, which is an astrology technology company that offers unlimited menstrual leave. Literally not kidding. Um, I've had clients get hired at Microsoft and 
the guardian from finding posts on linkedin a lot of times too like not even just a job posting but like someone that posted about the job and they commented on the post so it is one of the best places to find jobs I know that it is like the most talked about tool but there is a reason for that when it's used properly you can find great opportunities on LinkedIn and opportunities that really align with you I teach my clients so many things about this like you can use LinkedIn um, and use something called a boolean search so what this is is using combining keywords and using things like and or or not to get better search results and you can use this on LinkedIn whether it's on the post tabs or searching for jobs I can't go into that right now because that's a much much larger topic but there's so much you can do on LinkedIn and it's a great place to find jobs so that is a great thing to remember and keep in mind and finally LinkedIn is a beautiful place to start your networking journey and to find decision makers So if you've listened to my podcast before or you follow me on social media, you know that I talk about this all the time, networking with decision makers, the people that are actually going to hire you, your future potential boss. These are the people that are much more likely to want to interview you if you get in touch with them in the right way. And I teach my clients when they're applying to jobs, how to find the right people to connect with, how to find those decision makers, what to say, but we find them on LinkedIn. So this is again, a much deeper topic, but basically at the highest level is if you have a company you want to work at, and you know what department you want to work at, even in job description, sometimes it'll say this role reports to XYZ person, the director of marketing, whatever it might be. You can go on LinkedIn and find that person. You can find the director of marketing for that company. And then now you have their name. It's very easy to find email formats on the internet. You can pop their name into that company's email format, shoot off an email, and voila. It's definitely more nuanced than that. There's a lot more that goes into it, but this is a great way. LinkedIn is a beautiful, beautiful tool for my clients to take their networking actually off of LinkedIn. This could be a fourth thing I could add, but I'm going to wrap up. (laughs) But um, I don't love LinkedIn messaging. Uh, Not everybody checks their LinkedIn every day. Everyone checks their email inbox every day. So I actually teach my clients how to find decision makers on LinkedIn and then email them off of LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is a beautiful tool for that. So I am grateful for LinkedIn for all those features. And to recap the things I do like about it, LinkedIn is a great tool for you to get found by recruiters, number one. Number two, it's a great place to find jobs. And number three, it's a great place to find decision makers to be able to email them rather than LinkedIn message them, email them. And I love LinkedIn for that. So I hope this just gave you some insight into LinkedIn and how you could start to use this as a really powerful tool in your job search. When used correctly, LinkedIn can be such, such a great resource for you to diversify your job search strategy. So I hope this just got you starting to think about some things and ways that you can start to go about your job search differently. Thank you all so much for listening in. I appreciate you so much and hope that you're going to walk away with this episode from this episode with so much valuable knowledge. Thank you again. And I'll talk to you soon.